Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. And as always, our uh, the show is available via all podcasts. And um, I'm just absolutely grateful that uh, the growing listenership, if that's even a word, um, it's, it's just mind-blowing that people continue to want to um, learn more about their health and wellness. And I try to cover all the bases, as you know, because quality living encompasses so many different aspects of health, mental, physical, uh, financial, social. And today we're going to talk about intimacy and, um, you know, the wellness uh, world of that. And I have a wonderful guest with me in the studio, Miss Kelly Cannon. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, your walk through life, uh, based on our discussions, has been a tremendous one, filled with exploration and love and discovery. And I want to start with talking about your experience as a nutritionist, dealing with uh, everything from digestive health and and uh, physical health, and moving onwards to life coach, dealing with. Uh, aspects of people's goals and, and overall life and then where you've gone to now which is an intimacy coach for women which is so important and so needed I think we live in a time where we'd rather talk about violence and everywhere else but our own homes or our own bodies and how intimacy and connection plays a huge role in how we grow the next generation and the lack of that we see in the way that people treat each other and um, feel acceptance in themselves. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, let's touch on nutrition first and your experiences there. Okay. Um, I started my career with a vitamin supplement company, which was doing a lot more marketing. Um, I was the first dietitian for the Alcat food testing system, food sensitivities, dealing with a lot of bowel disorders. Um, we worked with a lot of professional athletes, people who needed, you know, a tenth of a second off their time was going to make them better at what they did and really needed to be, you know, eating exactly what their body needed and avoiding things they were reactive to. Um, worked in hospital situations. I didn't appreciate that as much. Trying to save people from their second heart attack with right. hospital food wasn't as rewarding. Always playing catch up. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but a lot of bowel issues sure. is where I started. And then working with women for weight loss, there's you know no aspect where weight loss doesn't come into it. Right. Um, and realizing many years ago that as soon as you close a door with a woman, I think this is true probably of hairdressers and so many other things, women open up. Mm -hmm. um, their sex lives would come into play. Um, how they felt about their bodies was a big part of, you know, things that we talked about, things I opened up about. Right. And I realized it, we all feel better when we're healthier, when we're at a weight we're comfortable with, but that so many women were eating to 
to just hide feelings. Right. And I started working backwards from that. It was kind of a, a COVID change, like so many people went through. Uh, so three years <clears throat> ago. Yes. Um, wanting to just address the whys before anybody ever took a bite of food, getting into um, going forward and sometimes backward with how they felt about their bodies. And eat. I don't deal with sexual trauma. I'm not a therapist. Mm-hmm but having women to connect with themselves in a better way, more meaningful. There, there had to be a between, and that between, I believe, was life coaching. Did you do health coach. Health coach. Yeah, health so coaching. So went from nutrition to health coach, and somewhere therein you start talking about all these other aspects yes. with the women. However, we cannot, there's a saying, you can't draw from an empty well meaning you had to go through some things as well to develop the, that awareness enough to listen and then share, right? Because I obviously have patients that come to me for all sorts of things, but then they say, you know, I feel like I got a psych um, a session with you yes. and I should be paying you double. And I say, no, it's not a psych session. I'm not a psychologist, but I am open about my life and experiences. And if that helps you, then it, it, it also helps me you know, sure. to help you because I'm just sharing, right? Um, versus a clinical sort of right. uh, connection with your patients. I'm not. I'm not trying to develop that, and, and that's in that sense, unless it's with what I do, which is a holistic physician. Um, are there aspects of your journey that you would like to share that transitioned you to be able to um, touch on that with other women and make them feel comfortable enough that they could then grow from their experiences with you because you had grown. I started meditating Mm. almost 10 years ago, and it was really just getting into that power, hearing our own voice, getting quiet. That was the discipline. As a long-distance runner, I always had something feeding into me, uh, even before a podcast. Any particular type of meditation? Because it it seems like there's all these sects now, and people always ask me, like, what type of, you know, meditation do you recommend? I'm like, well, I just like to just be quiet. (laughs) I I just, I I agree. I I don't think there's a name for it. I think it's that the quieting of the mind, breath work was a big part of it for me. Okay, breath work. Um, At the time, I was living in Rhode Island, so there was a lot of something about the new fallen snow and the silence that was there, um, I think was the beginning of me being able to just settle into something really quiet and hearing my own thoughts, my own feelings, and kind of working my way out of my own unhappiness there and realizing I can rewrite my book. I don't have to stay stuck in the same chapter. I don't have to go backwards. I can rewrite it exactly like I want it to be. And that follows, you right. know, whether it's manifesting or not, or just not accepting less than what I want and working toward that. You just used a word and it, and it- obviously we have to touch on is called unhappiness so um you didn't use the word depression you didn't use the word you know any other you just said unhappiness so uh, i like to just bring that out because in the past it's come up so many times how individuals go through so much and it's almost like a fork in the road you have this opportunity um, that some people don't take, but a lot of people that have been on my show have taken, which is they bring the best out that they can out of that unfortunate loss or whether it's grief, loss of a loved one, transition in life, you know, uh, whatever it is, it sets them on this new path. And so was there an unhappiness that was caused by loss or grief that you that helped I, you as a catalyst to? I was unhappily married. Okay. Not yeah. fulfilled in that. I had... Yeah. 
you know, four kids and you feel that's that's the path you're on and then you realize you don't have to, you know, you don't have mm. to stay in that. Right. And so, you probably make up a huge percentage of the population globally, <laughs> you know, whether it's a male or female. Right. right but yeah, yeah. And that's where, you know, my clients are coming from, mm-hmm. women, similar backgrounds who felt they needed to stay for the children or their mm-hmm. faith or whatever kept them in something. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it just wasn't wasn't working anymore. You know, yeah. there wasn't depression. It was happiness that I realized was at some point a chosen happiness. Right. I chose to stay in that. That was no longer healthy for me or my children to be in that situation. Right. Um, and I'd always told my kids that happiness is a conscious choice you make every day. Mm. And so I was happy but going through the motions. I was just shoving down all the other feelings mm. um, and not dealing with it. So. so you went through this time, you learned meditation on your own and, and started to use that as a healing process to search all of these things you were going through. Correct. And then it was drawing new people to you eventually in the area of intimacy coaching. I took a trip to Paris okay. and it was something magical about being there or being away I think being that far away Mm -hmm. from my home life that I made decisions of how I wanted my life to be and as soon as I landed on back in the states it was just off and running the people that came into my world that I needed that needed me and things just started running faster than I can keep up with Mm -hmm. and you know the new life that I was already creating in my mind on that flight home, right. it was already in process. And and you're not the only one doing these this sort of coaching or uh, in in the country or in the world. There, Absolutely there are not. women who have been doing this for you know decades. Right? Decades. I am late to the game, yeah. but showed up knowing I have a gift for right. what I'm doing. Who are some of those women that are like household names in that world? Uh, Margot Anod who Mm -hmm. is French, she's the mother of Tantra, Mm -hmm. kind of brought that, um, brought Tantra into knowledge in Mm -hmm. the West. Yeah. She just turned 80. Uh, She's phenomenal. She has a school called Sky Dancing. Yeah. What is Tantra? I think if you ask 100 people, you get 100 different answers. For me, it's just connecting the spiritual and the physical. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people tend to, from Netflix and what have you, tend to think of it as just a sexually based you know, realm, but there's so much more to it because obviously we're, great sex doesn't come without being in connection with who we are, right. our physical and our spiritual coming together. And how's that connected with kundalini yoga and kundalini energy? Just the awakening. Same. It's just the awakening of it's the part kundalini. Of it. Yeah. The chakras running our energy yeah. where it needs to be and flowing. Right. It's a lot of flow, which is yoga, obviously, mm-hmm. as you, you know. Yeah, I, I do know. I just I like asking the questions yeah. because the audience needs to hear from someone who's you know in, involved with it in the way that you are. And and so the um, connection part that's huge. Um, a patient asked me the other day. She's you know mother and fitness person has spent most of her life. She's been even in competitions and so forth. But she's you know she's maturing as we call it and um as we all are if we're lucky in 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 physical and every every aspect but she said to me she says do you think i'm still hot and i said well do you feel hot she's like no not really i'm like well it sounds like that's the most important 
you're the most important person to ask that question. I said, maybe you need to um, ask what it is I need to be now more than whether or not I'm hot or feel hot. Like, where are we now is a constant, you know, question we should ask ourselves, men and women, right? And that, and that goes back to that connection. So for me, when I don't feel connected, I, yeah, I don't feel sexual. I don't feel happy. I don't feel, so what does that mean? I go back to meditation. Like you said, I go back to yoga. I go back to reading. I go back to the things that build me up inside that will make me feel better about my outside. And then the outside sort of conforms to that because then there's this physicality, there's a way that you eat, there's a way that you, the people you hang out with, the things you do, spending more time in nature. Hopefully those, that's what happens. Some people go the other way and they do all the outside first and then the inside stays sort of dormant or, you know, absolutely not changing. So connection is a huge part of, I think, sensuality and sexuality and to, to put all of your desires externally in the world, in your job, and in your family, and in your loved ones, and your spouse, or partners, whatever. It's, it's kind of an endless pit, in, in my experience. How do we find that balance is probably part of the discussions that you have with your women. A lot of it starts with getting off social media, the things that make you feel bad about yourself. We, mm. don't, we don't need it, right. you know, especially as, as and the we word trigger are. comes. It, it is. Yeah, everybody's Correct. using that word now. Right. It's a trigger, but right. trigger is only something that you allow to affect you, right? Right. Yeah, so. And you use the word hot. For me, it would be I, I compare sexy and sexual. Right. So right. sexy, it's something it, you put on, right. right? It's your the puckered lips and the mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. everyone's doing now, thinking to, to be hot, to have mm-hmm. that look. Yeah. Whereas it's when we close our eyes and get into ourselves and be sexual, be mm-hmm. that person. Yeah. I, I am sexy, more sexual than I've ever been, mm-hmm. happily at 54. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't need to ask anyone else permission for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's what I own now. You know, you're, uh, <laughs> it's like this, if you want something to be approved on a huge level, it's like Gwyneth Paltrow does it, right? <laughs> right, right. There's people for that. Right. <laughs> I'm not competing so, so, with Gwyneth. So, you know, speaking about coming late to the game, which, you know, it's not about late, it's your own timing. But, however, it's just funny. I remember in my early days of practice in acupuncture, you know, 20 years ago, um, People didn't know about cupping. All of a sudden, Gwyneth Paltrow gets cupping, and it's on every magazine. It's in Vanity Fair and whatever, and all of a sudden, everyone's talking about cupping, right? The suction modality sure. within under the you know, umbrella of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. Fast forward... She has this whole brand goop. Right. <laughs> and, you know, these in a whole series which deals with Tantra and Kundalini and, and Hiawaska and all the things. So now it's like household, you know, uh, uh, talk to, to say, okay, women have this ability to still be sensual, sexual, and happy after menopause or after sure. that stage of... You know, because it was like, oh, you know, no, you're you're too old for that. You don't need to be doing that. That's not even important anymore, right? It's it's now you just kind of settle into being a grandmother or whatever it is that perception is, but it's not true. Absolutely not. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, it's no. not true for you, and it's not it's, true for many. I think we're just getting started. Once right. you have the pressure of you're not going to get pregnant, you are yeah. hopefully have matured into a place of your own quietness, right. knowing who you are. And like, self-love. As they say, often yeah. it's knowing who the F you are. Yeah. Like you are confident yeah. in who you are. Yeah. And that's sexy. And that bring, that attracts a different type of 
vibe to you for right. women that are single or, you know, looking. It's it's knowing who you are. Yeah. That's attractive. Um, what are some ways that you can suggest that women sort of start to ask themselves, you know, or or think in those terms because it's a big transition for some. Some are not even interested. They don't even want to go down that route. They're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm done, right? Whatever it is, whether it's trauma, bad relationships, or just the lack of men that maybe can fulfill that partnership or women. I mean, whatever your you know, preference is and right. whatever your um, gender is, right? So we live in an interesting time. Uh, so, so what do you do? Starting with meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, I have women who come to me that their husbands have sent them because I'm I'm word of mouth. I don't mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't have any website. I'm, I don't have an online presence at the time. Um, so it's been friends of friends kind of thing, mm-hmm. and a lot of it has been with husbands sending wives and kind of you know here you go fix hey, it's, or it's she's intimate she, work. It, it's broken. Can right. you you yeah. know can you fix this? Yeah. And there is an agreement. I think when we enter into for, for a lot of my people, they're married. When you enter into that, you've got to hold up your your end of the bargain. Right. You know, if you start out, you're having great sex before you're married. When you're newly married, um, you have to grow together. Yeah. You know, and stay in that. And so, there's women I work with that have just lost interest. Right. Um, hormonal hormonal cancers that they've had. Right. Yeah. Um, real real things. Real, I mean, real battles. Real things, changes. Yeah. Right. A lot of changes that happen, and a lot of women just giving out and raising children. Mm-hmm. They're tired, and they've just sort of right. lost that. Their energy shifts. So yeah. many things, Focus. so many things. Yeah. And not feeling great about themselves, you mm-hmm. know, with their aging bodies. And I think as we get deeper into that meditation, find that quiet place, mm-hmm. we can rewrite how we feel about ourselves, you know, getting rid of past negative thoughts so that we bring something new to our partner as well so that that's exciting. Um, and giving, I think I give permission to women to ask for what they want and what they need, because for so many women, it's not the sexual, it's the, you know, if he had done this the night before, I would have felt sexier or more Mm -hmm, ready mm -hmm. in the morning or the night or whatever, you know, there, we all seem to have a natural time of the day when, you know, we have a higher sex drive. And there's communication that that leads to that part. That's a huge subset of and that's part of the connection and then sensuality is actually communication right. when you feel intellectually stimulated and understood and welcomed that's right huge. i have a client who said i'm her fairy godmother for granting permission mm-hmm. you know i grant you permission to ask for what you need to mm-hmm. discuss mm-hmm. openly and i think sex making love should be a dialogue mm-hmm. before during and after yeah you know, communication during, you know, not just a moan here and there, but actual words. Nobody's reading anybody's mind. Yeah. You know, we need, we need that well, Hopefully you can read each other's mind. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> at yeah, some point. At some point, absolutely. Yeah, some, some people have that ability. But again, it's down to your journey and your partnership. Sure. So it sounds like, you know, what you do for women, so important, um, so enlightening, and the people that come into your universe, so to speak. Um, and this is not to discount that there are men out there that feel like this too, that shut down, that don't have desire. Sure. Obviously, they they have a drug for it. They have Viagra. They have Cialis. They have a lot of ways to change or augment their physical nature that makes it look like their internal nature is also, right? Women just don't have that. They can't, you know, well, some take 
hormones, obviously, and testosterone and all those. And obviously there is the concern of, like you said, cancer and other things which prohibit that for, for women, which is there's a more likelihood of that. And, and we're seeing men get into that bracket too, where there's more hormones equal greater chance of cancer as well. So now we look at going back to some of the other things that you may or may not share, which is diet and lifestyle, you know, because you can have all of the desire, you can reignite the tantric and, (laughs) you know, and the kundalini energy and all that. But if their physical bodies have not been preserved or they have not learned how to, right? Wheel that physical nature and and spiritual nature and soulful and romantic, you know, into one being. How do you bring that up to speed, you know, with diet and lifestyle to match your desire? That's a hard thing to do. I, well, I encourage people. It's the same as you prepare your mind, body, and soul for making mm-hmm. love. Your mm-hmm. food should be the same. Mm-hmm. And we've given that up. Okay. This, like, we're busy. Yeah, you know, we're, we're busy. all busy. Yeah. Yeah. But getting back to even if you make, uh, you know, an appointment put it on your calendar for weekends that you go to the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you make the rounds, you you pick out your food, you smell your tomatoes, you you know, just get in touch with that meal, how it's prepared, right. being thankful for where it came from, your farmers, what mm. have you, the animal that, you know, is there for you. Um and learning and about together. the different elements of food. Right. Yeah. Right. Healing elements, restorative yes, elements of absolutely. food. And giving that to yourself, even right. if it's just on the weekend. And I'm I've kept you know, all these years maintaining Mediterranean diet. Yeah. You know, there's pleasure in eating. It should be visually appealing. It should be a meal you look forward to having. And we can't do that three times a day, most yeah. of us, but at least one meal a day, you really look forward to eating right. something that's And when you think you. about areas of the world where those men and women stay very active and intimate <laughs> long into, you know, ages mediterranean kind of sure right right sings to that right i think for them making love starts in the kitchen it's all the preparation of food and life and vitality yes music laughing friendship yes so intimacy is not always just waiting to get to the bedroom it starts every day and what you do and 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 both parties being open to playing their part in that right regardless of children making that time it's I, I I love what you're doing, and I think it's a it's a reawakening. And like I said, you're you're continuing that process, and hopefully, you know, it's something that people and the people you touch and the people we're touching will hand down to the next generation. Because that's it's really it's it's a loss when children are not witnessing intimacy in their home. It's a huge loss because they don't know how to do that when they become. Um, you know, married or into relationship. And if, right. and if all we're learning is through pornography or television shows, I'm sorry, that's not going to be enough. We you are know? missing the mark on that we're, one. Yeah. Parents have to learn how to show intimacy and both parents have to be open to touch and, and, um, in, in ways that show our children what love looks like. Cause love is also action, right? Sure. Saying I love you is beautiful too. We want to hear it but we want to feel it and we want to see it, right? We want to taste it. We want all of it. And um, so I know people can't 
necessarily it's word of mouth with you, but maybe there's a book or two or something you su can suggest or a website or things, that resources that you can suggest for our listeners that may want to start their journey on this? I think for women, to Sherry Winston wrote a phenomenal book mm -hmm. about just the anatomy of women, and mm -hmm. I think so much of that needs to be learned. Mm, good. You know, just being physically in touch with right. how everything is, is working, right. should be working, yeah. starting yeah. with that. Yeah, and women should know how to receive uh, you know, intimacy, how an orgasm works is just yes. as a man should know how an orgasm works right. and the and levels starts, of it. Yeah. yeah. With self-pleasure of yeah. knowing what, you know, so we know ourselves to yeah. relate that to a partner yeah. is, is certainly step one with that. And talking about hearing, I love works by Rumi, R-U-M-I, as yes. far as poetry, right? Um, there, there's a book uh, uh, that I've recommended to my patients for many reasons. It's called the Tao, T-A-O, Tao of Health, Sex, and Longevity. Great book. Talks about everything from food, exercises, breathing techniques, and so forth. There's sexual reflexology. Yes. That teaches about touch on, you know, areas of sensual touch, intimacy, that before you even get to <laughs> sure. the actual, you know, interaction. Um and and what to look for in pairings and and connective you know connection connecting with people um, and individuals. I think just realizing that our mind is our greatest sex organ. Mm -hmm, that that's mm -hmm. where it starts. Yeah, and it's how yeah. we program that. Yeah. Hopefully on a daily basis that right. we can, you know, look at our phones, realize how much screen time we've mm, had, yeah. and start banking that into our minds and our thoughts and thinking right. and. You know, reading more, <laughs> like reading more, absolutely books, yeah. reading more and just having our mind more available yeah. Yeah. for thoughts to run through it. And, and then even, if you're too much in your thoughts, being more in your body, yoga, Pilates, well said, dance, yes. yeah, dance, dancing, sure. right? Dancing is very, very helpful. Well, thank you. This has been wonderful. Thank Ms. you. Kelly I've Cannon. enjoyed it. This is thank inspiring for all of us. And it's, it's a magical world when we can feel wanted and you know, not just need it. <laughs> want it is a different thing. And when we want ourselves, when we feel in ourselves. Um, I remember there was this movie and that's uh, out there uh, for adults called Bliss and it was someone who did that. It was a male who did that for women. Um, and it, he ended up having to do it for a husband because the husband didn't understand what was going on with his wife and she had late, you know, trauma and all of this and uh, great cast. And, but there was a part where he told the man, don't let your mind wander. You don't need any other stimulus but yourself. So it leads me to the part where the first place of sensuality and connection has to start with self. We have sure. to appreciate ourselves. We have to love ourselves because without that, you can't do that for anyone else. Anyway, this has been another Maximum Health Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. If you've missed any portion of this show, it's available via all podcasts. And this has been brought to you in part by Vell Health. Please download it today for all your health needs. It's a wonderful health app uh, designed to be your health companion. And we'll offer you programs and everything from um, migraines, headaches, uh, you know, digestive disorders, erectile dysfunction, PMS, endometriosis, you name it, help you with what to eat, what not to eat, what exercises to do, meditations, and more. Fell health today.